Episode 40 of the Hoffcast is upon us. It took us just a little bit over a year to get there. Uh, That's too long for a weekly podcast for those of you at home that can do math. Uh, Didn't quite make it to one a week, but we are working on it. As always, it's a process. And uh, if you know who you're talking to, then you know that I've been busting my butt just to make it this far. Um it's really it's a hard thing to do to summon the strength to do something that takes it takes me about an hour every single week and for any kind of structure in my life is impossible that's why i do comedy i could not i was not cut out for sitting at a desk day in day out uh, taking orders from somebody else. It doesn't work. That's why I always joke uh, <laughs> when I found out that uh, Sam Walton's kids, uh, he's the founder of Walmart, dead now, R.I.P., and uh, I like his six kids were six of the ten richest Americans for like years and years and years. This is how it was. And I looked at it and I go, man, he has made so much money that his six kids are the richest. Each one of them individually is one of the top ten richest people in the United States. And I looked at that and I go, that just, that sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like he just did so much like of restocking a shelf or at at the very least hiring somebody to restock the shelf or hiring somebody who had to hire the person to stock the shelf. And then that person quit. Then you had to find somebody else. You had to order the stuff uh, to get it there. You had to pay to the delivery guy. You had to make sure those bills are paid a ton. Then you had to collect the money from the person that bought the thing that was on the shelf. Now having you forcing you to find someone to restock the shelf because some idiot bought it. I can't believe they bought it now. <laughs> this product I'm selling, and now I'm going to have to find another one to put back in its place to try and resell it and collect that money and then and then pay out the wage of the person that sold that product. And then I have to go pay taxes on me paying that person and on me getting that money. It just it doesn't seem – that just seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And then I chose comedy. And uh, now I just – travel around trying to make people laugh, which is my favorite thing. But then I have to, you know what, it still happens in my job. I still have to send out booking emails, you know, asking people, hey, can I come tell jokes at your comedy club? And you know how hard that is to get those people to respond? Do you have any, even, even when I've been there and had great shows, then just to get them to answer another email for another booking. It's like I'm constantly looking for work. Okay? I want a I don't want a regular job so bad that I'm willing to continually be job hunting. That's basically my job. My job is job hunting. Just like temporary, the smallest little like the smallest amount of temp work that you can do. At most I'm in your town for a week. At most, it's a week. Usually, it's two to three days. And sometimes, it's one day. Sometimes, I'm not even there for four hours. Sometimes, I fly in, I do a show, and I instantly leave that town. It's the most temp work you can possibly do. And yet, apparently, this is the job I've decided to take as opposed to getting a job that just allows me to go to the same place 
every single day, depend on that paycheck and and go in there and work on somebody else's dime. But but occasionally, as most business owners can attest, occasionally I get paid what I'm worth. That never happens anywhere else. Never you you don't get paid what you're worth as an employee. And I, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad about your job. You should feel great about your job. You have a place that's willing to employ you day in, day out. Some days you're not at your best. Some days you're at your worst. And yet they said, okay, we're okay with you at your worst as well. Come on in. Just don't sink the ship on that day. But come on in. We'll pay you the same every day. And here you are. And that's a great thing for most people. Whereas for me, it was, I, I just kept looking at it and going, man, as an employee, I, they are saying, it, it, you are worth more to me than I will pay you because I don't want to do that job. And guess what? I don't want to do that job either. I did that job for a few years and I wasn't great at it because I didn't want to do it. You're only great at a job if you care about it. And I just didn't care about anything aside from making people laugh. And that is, that's why doing this podcast week in, week out is so hard for me. Like, I see you guys, I see the downloads, I see that you guys are listening to it, but I don't get to feel that interaction. I don't get to hear it. That's what I love about stand-up comedy is that instant reaction. You tell a joke, they either laugh or they don't, and you have that instantaneous connection with people. Whereas this, and anytime I do a commercial or TV or a short video online, I don't get to feel that energy out of the audience, and it kills me. It kills me. You know, maybe you're listening to this while you're falling asleep. Should I sing you a lullaby? That's when I listen to some of my podcasts, and I fall asleep almost instantly, even even if it's a really entertaining podcast. And sometimes I'll wake up halfway through, and I'll be like, oh, are they still going? Did I just, did I just fall asleep for an hour and a half, and the podcast is still happening? So maybe I ought to sing you guys a lullaby from time to time. Maybe I need... I need to uh, sing. You guys can send me requests, and I'll just put those halfway into the podcast, and you're going to be like, oh, good, good. Here it is. Now I can catch some Zs. Maybe you guys are listening to this in the car. Drive safely, people. <laughs> I want you to stay alive. You guys are my fans. I want uh, I want to you know see you guys in the future. So drive safe. Don't don't get too invested in this thing. I, I don't want to put the the drivers to sleep. So then I got to sing a rock and roll song after the sleepy song. But then I might wake up the people that are sleeping. You feel the conundrum that I'm facing here, people. These are the things I worry about. <laughs> When I'm not sitting somewhere at a desk, uh, banging my head up against a computer screen, I'm worried about putting you guys to sleep and waking you back up. These are these are the stupid thoughts I have. And now you can tell that I'm just rambling on this ADD uh, string of consciousness. That you think, how does he get anything done? Well, I hardly do. Okay. There's the answer. I hardly get anything done. Right now, I have so many things on my to-do list, and I spent half the day already doing none of them because it seemed so overwhelming that I was like, I can't possibly do start on one thing because when I finish that, only one thing will be done, and then I'll still have 19 other things. Why would I do the one thing if I know after it's done, only one thing will be done? <laughs> I'd rather do something that knocks out three or four, but that's not possible. It's not possible. Anyway... Uh, on on with the podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying it, and I hope that this makes I hope this makes some sense to you guys. I hope you guys aren't just 
you know, trying to drive off the road right now. You're like, Hoth is off his game today, and I don't know what he's talking about, and I, I've lost the will to live. Um, speaking of cars, I took my I took my van in to get new tires last week. It was uh, Memorial Day. It was, oh, it was earlier this week. It was on uh, Monday. I, I, somehow the uh, tire company's advertising has sunk in, and I'm like, ah, Memorial Day. That makes sense. They give tire deals. Buy three, get one, f- the fourth free. Somehow that sunk in, and I looked it up, and I was correct. And I don't know if it's actually a deal or if they just mark them up on that weekend, and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll give you the the fourth one's free. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I go in, and I don't know what I was thinking because I went in, and I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to spend about four or $500 on four new tires. Well, I kind of went in thinking maybe I just need two, probably four, but maybe just two. So I was like, I'm going to spend anywhere from like – 250 to 500 dollars on this thing and i go in and the guy's got he's like oh yeah we got a great deal going on right now you buy three get the fourth one free so you might as well get four instead of just the two um and then he like types everything in and he's like it'll be 1200 dollars out the door I, I you know what i can i can do this for 1100 out the door is what he said like like he's knocking 100 extra off like do me a favor everybody sees through that yeah, yeah, we know you're not giving us a deal. You mark it up so that you can like make us feel like we're getting a deal. But I went in there thinking two to five hundred dollars, and now you're you're talking eleven hundred dollars to me. I'm like, first of all, th- this is a 2007 minivan. I don't need you putting gold plated tires on my minivan. Okay, just give me like middle. I don't want slippery slopes either. I don't want banana peels for for. Uh, you know, car wheels, but I do want like middle of the road. Just give me your basic. It's going to, it's going to grip the road. And it's not going to throw my family off a cliff, but I'm not paying for, you know, this thing is not going zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. This is a, is a minivan for the love of God. And he goes, Oh yeah, we got another one in stock here. Uh, Cooper tires. I, and I don't know, that sounded like a name that I had recognized. I was like, Oh yeah, Cooper. Good, good, good. And he goes, well, that, those we can do, we can get you out the door for six fifty. And I was like, well, that's a lot better than eleven hundred. And but I was like, you know what? And I and I was like, I, I feel like this guy's still screwing me. And I saw this other stuff, like one hundred twenty dollars for the road protection package. I saw this like uh, the throwaway fee. I forget what it's called, but it's like to get rid of the tire. Like that's not just included. Like, you can't just throw them. <laughs> I know they're just going to the dump. I've seen them in the dump. So now what? You're telling me the dump is charging per, per tire? <clears throat> um, I'll go. I'll take them to the dump myself. Does that save me any money? What's going on here? So I, I told the guy, I was like, okay, um, let me let me call my wife. <laughs> That's the perfect, like, I, I got to make sure, you know. And, and nobody can say anything to you about that except for maybe that uh, you don't run your own home, which anybody that knows anybody should know. That's that's absolutely the case. I don't run my own home. Uh, so I go, I'll, you know what? I'll go call my wife. And I called two other shops to get a price quote. And both of them were more expensive. So I was like, hey, right, just do it. Can How quickly can we do it? And he's like, hour and a half, we'll have you out of here. I was like, all right. And I, I went to a place called, um, let's see, what it was called, like uh, the Tire Outlet or something. It wasn't that, but I can't remember what it was. But it just had tires in the name. 
And um, I was like, that's good. You know, they, we'll just get that done and I can move on with my life. And then about an hour and 15 minutes <clears throat> into the replacement, uh, he goes, hey, Mr. Hoff, uh, so we, we inspected the vehicle and uh, here are the recommendations. You, you, got, you got a, uh, a, a leak in your power steering pump and you got a leak in your left axle and i'm like okay first of all like aren't you guys tires like just do the tires don't talk to me about the rest of the car and uh and also an axle leak what is an axle leaking how is an axle leaking and i was like wait leak are you just saying leak because you don't think i'll understand broken can you just say broken or cracked? Why does it have to be leaky? I don't think an axle, and, and maybe you guys are car people and you're like, no, no, Nick, an axle can absolutely leak. But to me, it's like it's like a bone. An axle is a bone. It's like a shoulder joint. And, and my shoulder doesn't leak. Like, I know that I've got blood in there and stuff like that, and that can leak, but the shoulder itself does not leak. It could be broken or jammed or torn or unrotated or whatever that thing is where the cuff gets all rotated <laughs> and it's a big deal um but he's like okay come here i'll show you and and we go back into the place where they say you're not allowed to go unless you work there because they don't want you watching what they're doing and uh and he points it out he's like yeah look see right there there's all this black stuff and i'm like okay well yeah but that could be from anything like you that, that could be from anything I mean, this is 2007. This car's 12 years old. I mean, certainly oil has built up around there. Like, And by the way, I don't like that a tire shop is telling me all this other stuff. I brought it here for this. Don't give me all this. And, and, and also, I wasn't watching while you were doing everything. You're telling me that your mechanic's not under there banging on crap? Like, ooh, let me, let me crack this axle and then we can upsell them on this other stuff and screw him if he doesn't get it done with us because his car's broken anyway like you can't tell me that stuff isn't happening maybe it's not happening this time maybe it's not happening to this shop but somewhere in the world mechanics are screwing with cars and then they quote unquote find other things wrong when they were in there like don't don't do that don't find other things i think it should be against the law for places to even even if they find something to fix it it should be against the law for them to fix this other stuff that you didn't come in there for, okay? I came in for tires. Do the tires and leave me alone. Don't say, because I go, oh, well, can you can you repair these here? And they're like, oh, yeah, we do everything. We do everything here. I was like, well, first of all, had I known that, I would not have brought this here because I, I don't trust you, okay? I have a mechanic that I trust. Here we go. Hoff recommends Gilbert's Auto Repair. They just moved. They're down on Washington Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. Hit me up if you want his information. Gilbert's the only mechanic I trust. I've been seeing him for years, and he's always honest with me, even when it's stuff like he's like, he, you could do this yourself. Just go to down there to Pet Boys, get this thing, put it on, watch a YouTube video. You got this. Uh, he's always been up front with me. He's the only person I want to take my car to. I thought you were just tires when I brought it to you. So don't now try to upsell me with all this leaking crap. And they're like, and we can fix all this for a thousand dollars. I'm like, nope, just do the tires and let me get out of here. I would never have you do this. I feel like you did it to my car anyway. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just throwing. I'm glad I couldn't remember the name of it because now they'd probably sue me for uh, accusing them of this, which I'm I'm not accusing, but I'm saying it's possible. And I do not trust them because I do not know them. And I know you're just trying to get all your money. So why wouldn't you break it? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you slam something around or fix something unnecessarily just so you can get more money? You don't know me. You just sold me t- four tires. That have a 60k tread warranty i'm not gonna see you for at least another half a decade why wouldn't you try and get me to come back so i think they screwed with my car and i don't like it and i gotta take it to gilbert's um although the car seemingly runs fine and also right after i did that i was like well it's time for an oil change so if there's leaks maybe i should take it in maybe things are low and i went in to jiffy lube and uh, 15 minutes later, the gal comes out and she's like, hey, your air, air filter's a little screwed up. If you want us to replace that, that's $30. I'm like, no, screw it. The air filter is fine. Put it back in. Uh, that's a pet boy thing I can do myself. I don't need Jiffy Lube to knock it out. Um, and then I go, is any other recommendations with the car? Anything else I, I should be worried about? She's like, no, no, there were no leaks or anything. So you're all good. I'm like, someone's lying. Someone is lying to me, and I I do not have 100% confidence in the Jiffy Lube people. I think that she, you know, she could have just been talking out of her ass, Uh, (laughs) because I did see, like, I did see black stuff, and I can't tell you if that's an actual, like, current leak, so maybe it's not, and they were full of it, Um, but the Jiffy Lube lady, like, "Eh, everything's good, so I was like, all right, second opinion, I'm fine, (laughs) just go through life, Uh, just ignorance is bliss. So now I've got a second opinion that I agree with, and I'm going to take it that way. And uh, never get upsold upsold on the Jiffy Loop stuff either. They're going to come in and they're going to be like, hey, we checked this. You're all fine, but this, you know, you could do. You, we're going to need to flush your fluids. I'm like, no, we're not going to flush the fluids. Okay, the fluids don't need to be flushed. They're fluid, okay? And plus, at the rate my car is leaking, it should flush itself. <laughs> should be just fine. Um so I yeah I do not like taking my car in to get fixed because I feel like they're just screwing with you, and uh, not a fan of it. But now I've got uh, four brand new tires on it. They seem to be uh, going well. Hopefully those Coopers will will stay on there through at least most of the life of the vehicle. Plan on having that about another five years once my kids get to the age where they're not in car seats, which is like I think they have to be. 33 now to not be in a car seat so uh probably have to get another minivan at some point but uh, (laughs) um hopefully these tires last a little bit and i'm not going back to that tire place i'm sorry i'm sorry you should just done the job that i hired you for and maybe maybe you were doing me a favor maybe you found something that's potentially dangerous or hazardous to my car and my health but i i don't trust you I don't try. You should have just done it. You should have been like, hey, by the way, there's some other things uh, you might want to take it into a mechanic and have him check out. And if you want us to fix them here, that's great. But you should, uh, you know, there, there's some other things going on with that car. Maybe then I would have trusted you. But no, no, no. We found we found some other things and we can knock it out here for a thousand dollars if you want. No, no. Give me give me my car. Put the tires on. Give me my car. Let me get out of here. This is here's another thing that uh, <laughs> this is just becoming the complain hour on the Hoffcast. But I feel like I have valid, valid uh, grievance points. Um, this is another one that's not really a complaint, 
but it's more of a uh, we all need to be more aware of what's going on. Like we, my my wife has several play dates every single week where she's either having kids and families over here or they're going somewhere else. And I happened to go with her last week. And and the people we went to's house had a dog. They had a uh, pit bull dog. And of course, it's the sweetest dog in the world. This is the, uh, the air quotes over here, by the way. Uh, everybody thinks their dog is the sweetest dog in the world. Net wouldn't hurt a fly. And you know what? Most dogs are that way. But they're only that way until it's a problem. Okay? And, and most people are great people. Uh, most murderers are pretty solid people like Net. Look at them. They're 35 years old, never murdered a soul. And then all of a sudden they murder. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's why we don't trust everybody. That's why we don't just send our kids out out into the world like, don't don't worry about anything. You'll be fine. That's why we don't walk in the dark alone down an alley. Okay, Batman's parents? What What were you thinking? Okay, were you that naive to think? This is Gotham. A lot of shady characters walking about. Oh, am I wearing my best pearls out? Yes, you are, Nancy. I can't remember if that's her name or not. Probably not. Probably not Nancy. It's uh, Bruce Wayne is the dad. I don't know who. Anyway, Betty Wayne. Uh, Nancy <laughs> Nancy Betty Wayne, whatever her name is. Uh, they were naive. And so for me to just say, okay, I'm going to trust that this dog isn't going to maul one of my three children, uh, one of which will come right up to your dog and poke it in the eye because it has no fear because she's only one years old. So I'm not going to trust your dog just because you're like, this is the sweetest dog in the world. That's fine. It probably is. It's probably going to live, you know, a mediocre life, you know, at your house and, uh, and and die in under 14 years but and i by the way i'm this is not anti-dog don't get me wrong it's anti-dog and children that's what it is and i'm not i'm not judging anybody who has children and a dog i think they can perfectly be fine to coexist but when i'm a visitor in your house i'm also not going to put my feet up on your couch which i might do in my own home but i'm not going to do it to your house okay and so i'm just not going to trust this dog that I have spent almost no time around uh, with my kids. So every time the dog came over, I just stood in between it and my kids. Um, And it it didn't, it could have been any dog. Like some people out there are like really like pro pit bull. And they're like, this is a sweet dog. You know, studies have said this is one of the best dogs for children that, okay, fine. Okay, fine. That's fine. It didn't matter that it was a pit bull, but if we're being honest, a pit bull you know, a schnauzer gets a hold of my kid. It's going to scar it up pretty good, but I can, you know, punt it across the house if I have to. Your pit bull will bite down and not let go. So, you know, we can, you can give me all the uh, semantics you want with, pit, you know, studies have shown that pit bulls are good with people and they're, and they're perfect and they were used as a nanny back in the day. That Okay, fine. But when your nanny bit down, it didn't let go and it kills people when it decides to go berserk so another it, but it didn't matter i wasn't going to trust any dog okay they could have had a lab i'm, I'm going to stand in between the lab and my kid too because i a i don't trust your dog and b i don't trust my kid around your dog okay i've got one what if it steps on its tail i've been bitten by a dog that i like step backwards and accidentally stepped on its foot and it like just turned and bit me instantly okay like and i realize that's my fault but it doesn't matter 
I, I'm, I still got bit. And now if my face is only a foot off the ground, guess, guess where you're going to bite me? In my face. And now I got a kid with a bitten face and I'm mad at you and I'm mad at the dog and I'm probably going to have to kill your dog. <laughs> it's so funny that uh, it's not funny. But like when a dog bites someone and they're like, well, you got to put it down now. It's gotten the <laughs> it's gotten the taste for man flesh. And everybody knows once a dog bites a person, it's going to want to taste that juicy meat again. <laughs> it's basically the opposite of a shark. Like sharks don't like the taste of us. But once a dog gets a first bite, they're like, he's going to do it again. Dude. Um, anyway, not anti-dog. Just don't like dogs around my kids. OK, I like dogs. Uh, but I, I I don't like them around my kids, so nothing against dog owners, nothing against you know your dog, but I I just I'm not going to trust any dog around my kids. I wouldn't trust I don't trust a cat around my kids. Okay, you got a D clawed. Okay, that's fine. Did you get a D tooth? Because most cats are assholes. Okay, I don't want your cat around around my kid. So it, it's a whole weird thing. And then my wife had another play date with them. Um, and she's like, Hey, and I, I I told Sarah, I said, Hey, can you just have him put that dog? Like either leave it in the house if you guys are outside or leave it outside if you're in the house. And it kind of created a little bit of tension between her and the gal, but I, I I think they're going to talk about it and it's going to be fine. But people get so offended when you're like, can you put your dog, you know, somewhere else where it's not around my kid? And they're like, this is a nice dog. What do you have to, that dog is family. No, no, that dog's not family. Okay, it's not. It's a it's a thing that you bought, and it brings you joy. But that's okay. It can bring you joy and and give me peace when you put it in a separate room. And that's something to be aware of, dog owners. Okay, don't get defensive when someone doesn't want to be around your dog or doesn't want their kids to be around your dog. It's not about that. It's just about that parent has you know put in a lot of effort to protect these miniature humans that they are trying to rear, which is not an easy thing to do. So just, you know, be aware of it. And maybe you could, you know, be pro-kid next time children come over and be like, you know what, we're going to put the dog in the garage, okay? Because we just don't want to even have it be a possibility. It doesn't need to be out here, okay? It can, it, it's a dog. It will forgive you for putting it away for two and a half hours when, when people came to visit. So something to consider, people. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. Maybe there's something I haven't considered and you want you want to bring that to my attention. Please do that. I encourage the interaction, people, okay? So when when you guys text me or when you post on Facebook or send me a, a direct message on something, you know, something from an episode you liked or didn't like, I love that interaction. So pick out something from this episode, whether it be uh, mechanics or dogs, and, and hit me up about it because I need that. As I talked about, I like that feedback. Otherwise, I feel like I'm just talking to the wind here. And even though I see the downloads, I don't get to hear the laughs. I don't get to hear the groans. I don't get to hear the the angry comments that you guys yell at your steering wheel as you disagree with me. You're like, my dog is a saint. My dog's got better manners than your kid. Yeah, probably does. <laughs> probably does. Chances are my kid's going to pee uh, somewhere in your house. If he goes to the bathroom, he's going he's gonna to miss a little bit. Okay. That dog maybe knows to scratch on the door and go right outside. Or maybe you're one of those weirdos that has like a little doggy mat inside, like a little kitty litter box for your dog. <laughs> the dog knows to pee on the mat, okay? Okay? Veronica, the uh, the dog knows exactly where to go inside the household, so I don't have to worry about him. Yeah, worry about my kid. 
Your dog has better manners. That's fine. I'm still going to protect my kid, okay? And if your dog ever does attack my kid, I'm going to kill your dog, okay? If I have to, I will end your dog. And I won't even apologize about it. I'll be like, you know what? The dog had it coming. Uh, I didn't like the way he looked at me. (laughs) And and he was, you know, wringing my kid's neck. So (laughs) I had to do it. And they always say... I always say if a dog, like a pit bull or something, like has has a lock and they won't let go, because you can like try and tear it away, but you're just going to do more damage. They say you're supposed to put your finger inside the butthole of the dog, <laughs> and they will release. And I can imagine that's probably going to work, because if I'm if I'm chewing on something, someone sticks a finger up there on me, I'm <laughs> I'm probably going to spit out whatever I got going on and uh, look at you like what the hell? We're at Denny's. Why would you do that when I'm eating the Grand Slam? Oh, sorry, you guys. I've uh, I've kind of gone. Uh, uh, well, no, these are the topics that I wrote down to talk about. Okay, I, I write every week or every episode, which isn't weekly <laughs> exactly. Uh, I write down a couple of things that I just am like, I, I could talk about this, and and those were the two things that I had to go on. Um, I uh, got um, trying to take the kids camping this week. I'll let you guys know how that goes. Uh, I've promised the boys. Uh, I promised them for about the last several days. I don't know what got got uh, got in my head, but I was like, you know what? You guys should go camping with me. I think we'd have a lot of fun. And then every time I'm putting them to bed, I'm like, ooh, the camping is going to be no fun with these kids screaming in the pitch black with other people trying to go to sleep like 100 yards away or possibly a, uh, a coyote or a, a mountain lion going, hmm, what's with this screaming? I think I'm going to go eat that. Um, but I was like, you know what? This is a good idea. And now we've just been like, guys, if you want to go camping, you got to behave. And then they just are terrors and running around and doing the opposite of everything I tell them. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. We're not going to go far away. So if I need to pack up shop and just like lock them in the car and take down the tent in the middle of the night, I can do that and be home within an hour or so. Uh, I'll let you guys know how that goes. Um, hopefully you guys keep listening. Even if you're a mechanic or a dog, and you uh and you're mad at me for this week um shows coming up i've got a show in anderson south carolina on uh saturday the 8th and then biloxi mississippi on the 14th of june with cable guy and then on the 15th of june we are in houston texas um and then the following weekend this is a big one you guys omaha people pay attention you know somebody in omaha hit them up um i'm at the funny bone we gotta sell that thing out okay help help me spread the word about that uh you can get discounted tickets by going on their website right now and typing in the code word nick capital n-i-c-k at checkout for five dollars off tickets but i don't know how long that uh promo is going to be going so get your tickets sooner than later i'm there june 20th through the 22nd so invite a bunch of people get a group of friends uh not all the ones that have seen me before, too. Like, let them do their own thing. Uh, let them get their own group. Get some people together. Get six to eight people together and be like, hey, let's go have fun at the Funny Bone and uh, hear all my new jokes. It's going to be a blast. So do that. I've got the Caravan Comedy Club coming up then in Louisville, Kentucky, July 11th through the 13th. Uh, love to see a lot of you guys there. And uh, then still working on booking the rest of July. Got some big things coming up in August, September, October, 
And um, so I'll keep you guys posted on those. In the meantime, have a fantastic weekend, you guys. Make sure you're subscribed. Help people know about this podcast. Uh, it only works if people are listening. So uh, the more, the merrier. And you know, hit that subscribe button. Give it a rating and a review, five-star rating, and give it a good review if you got time. And I posted a bunch of new uh, stand-up videos on my YouTube channel. So if you uh, YouTube me, you'll see a bunch of they're, – they're not new clips. They're old clips, but things probably you haven't seen before. So go ahead and check those out, and I'll talk to you guys again in a week or so. That's going to be the sign-off. Sign-off for the rest of uh, the show. It's going to be like, well, I'll talk to you guys in, uh, in a, well, like a bit. A bit. Enjoy it, you guys. Have a good one.